Welcome to the awesome Podmix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema." Today, I'll be talking about The Gray Man. The movies Russo brothers make are nothing less than cinematic. The movie is written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely and Joe Russo and directed by the Russo brothers Joe and Anthony. The film begins in the year 2003 in the Florida prison with Cotland Gentry and a younger Donald Fitzroy to commute Cotland's sentence. Cotland was born in 1980 and incarcerated in 1995, which means Cotland killed someone when he was just 15 years old. And according to Fitzroy, he was a bad dude. Fitzroy is CIA and here to recruit Cotland to work for the Sierra program and exist in the gray. Hence the gray man. The title appears. 18 years later in 2021 Bangkok, Cotland, 41 years old, is on an assignment. Danny Miranda is introduced as she meets Six, formerly known as Cotland Gentry. Miranda hands over a red gun, which is a secret key card. As Six assembles his gun, we see scars on his left arm. At Langley CIA Tactical Operations Center, Denny Carmichael instructs Six to kill the target. Carmichael thinks it's beneath him to talk to a Sierra agent. The target's code name is Dining Car. He is two floors above from where Six is positioned. A champagne bottle is popped and a kid drops a plate. The same kid steps near the target and Six assesses collateral. Carmichael clears Six for collateral. Six tries to change his position to avoid collateral, but Carmichael is hell bent on him to take a shot. Whichever character doesn't care about kids being killed in collateral are villains. Six gives an excuse that his gun is jammed, and Carmichael throws the drink on the glass wall. Six pulls the fire alarm and grabs a couple of things to kill the target security, like a bun stick, a knife. a champagne bottle and a gun the target jumps off to another landing area where the fireworks are going off one after the other the target reveals that he was a part of the sierra group with the title sierra 4 they engage in hand to hand combat amidst the fireworks six manages to stab four a sentence i never thought i would say the weirdest sentence i've said that includes numbers is 789 get it 789 Four reveals that Carmichael is corrupt and hands over a USB drive to Six to take Carmichael down. Six here is a reluctant hero who doesn't want to get involved in avenging situations. You heard me. I said avenging. I had to bring avenging into the mix. Four convinces Six to take the USB drive. Four dies and his last words are give them hell Six. Miranda arrives at the scene and comments very discreet six informs miranda that four knew about him miranda dismisses it saying he must have stolen intel six reminds her he sierra there is no intel dawson searches four for the usb drive but it isn't there he informs carmichael carmichael is appalled he calls six to check what transpired in bangkok and if he took something from the target that he would like to hand it over to him 
Six says he understood and disconnects the call. Six offers money to a drunk dude to exchange clothes, 42 regular, and heads to a cyber cafe. He unplugs the internet and plugs in the USB drive to ensure it doesn't trigger any GPS alerts. Skittles are lying on the side of the keyboard. There are encrypted files about Carmichael's off-the-books CIA operations on the drive. Miranda calls Six to board the plane, but Six asks her to leave without him. She wants to know what the target told him. Six exchanges his phone for some Skittles with the guy seated next to him in the cyber cafe. After that, Six DHLs the USB drive to someone. In Baku, Fitzroy receives a call from Six. Fitzroy is now retired. Six reveals all the information that he received from Four. Fitz really cares about this guy. He called him kid during their first meeting and still calls him a kid. Carmichael learns that Six blew off his ex Phil, so he plans to call Lloyd Henson to finish Six's job for him. Lloyd Hansen is a sociopath, has a higher kill count than the entire Mossad, and is effective. After this description, Lloyd's intro felt a little dry. In Monaco, Lloyd has hooked a guy to jumper cables to extract information. Lloyd says, Mostly, it's loss which teaches us about the worth of things. It's from a pessimist German philosopher, Arthur Schopenhauer, who saw the value in suffering. I stumbled on an interesting piece of trivia where Arthur went on to live with the family of his father's business associate for two years and fostered a lifelong friendship. I don't know if the Russos did this deliberately, but it foreshadows Six's flashback. When Lloyd learns about his assignment to make Six gone and retrieve the USB drive, he uses the oldest trick in the book. Capture someone close to the person who has the information and make them give up the asset. At Chiang Mai extraction site, Six arrives in an auto rickshaw. All Six wants is to take a nap. Miranda gets summoned by Carmichael to see him in Berlin. Lloyd pays a visit to Fitzroy and kidnaps him from the funeral. When Fitz learns about his niece's kidnapping, he is forced to order a painless killing for Six. When the men on the extraction aircraft say, Roger that, I was like, Steve made you Roger that. I'm very proud of that joke. Of course, our guy Six overhears everything. He's holding a fire extinguisher and blasts off the guys with it. He uses everything available on the plane to fight off these guys. When a gun goes off, a portion of the aircraft from the side is blasted off. The air pressure drops, but Six manages to get his hands on an oxygen mask. The situation goes from bad to worse when the plane disintegrates from the left side. Six manages to secure a parachute, but another guy snatches it away and jumps off the plane. The plane turns sideways and now even Six jumps off, but without a parachute. Six tries to find the direction in which the parachute guy jumped. The parachute opens and hits Six in the face. Six latches onto the parachute guy and even tries to choke him. Fitzroy's phone buzzes as he travels with Lloyd in a car. It's Six on the line. Fitzroy asks, where are you? We see a super that reads, Turkey. Six asks, emotionally, Fitzroy apologizes saying they leveraged him and have his niece. Lloyd takes the phone away and addresses Six as Sunshine. Their interaction is one of my favorite crackling dialogue from the film. When Lloyd offers sushi, Six says he's had Skittles. 
He's not lying. You saw what happened in Bangkok. Lloyd reveals what's at stake here. Six says, Lloyd, I already don't like you. I wish they had kept the line right back at your sunshine. Instead, Lloyd says, I'm glad we are on the same page. Lloyd talks a big game about how he's gonna kill Six and in the flash cuts, we see a bunch of teams assembling. It's Steve again with Avengers Assemble. This includes Dhanush in an aircraft with his prayer beads. You instantly know he's a religious man, constantly atoning for his sins. Six is on a train eating some food off a paper, which he even licks after it's finished. You do get hungry after an exhausting plane fight sequence when you've had nothing but skittles. He folds that very same paper, wipes his face and takes a nap. Two years ago, in the office of Margaret Cahill, Six was assigned to take care of Fitzroy's niece in Hong Kong. Claire has a heart condition and they recently put a pacemaker in her. Six presents a valid argument. You've taught me to kill people, not care for them. They say you just have to keep her alive. When Claire says Six is an odd name, he says 007 was taken. Claire clicks an instant photo of Six and he instantly takes it and keeps it with him. Sometime later, Claire tries to forge a bond with Six by having his side of the conversation in front of him because he doesn't know how to care. Claire comments on his tattoo and asks where he got it. Prison? As a matter of fact, he did get it in prison. Claire replies, I'm shocked. But it doesn't appear that way because she's already figured she's a smart kid. She further inquires about the tattoo. Six reveals the name of the Greek guy who tried to get the rock up the hill, Sisyphus. Sisyphus is a figure in Homer's Iliad. He is a trickster who receives eternal punishment for trying to cheat death. Sisyphus is punished in the underworld by the god Zeus, who forces him to roll a boulder up the hill for eternity. Every time he nears the top of the hill, the boulder rolls back down. Like Sisyphus, Six is in the same loop of killing people without any purpose or reason, because he did something he wasn't supposed to. Six says he would let her know if Sisyphus ever gets to the top of the hill. Maybe even Six hasn't reached the top of his hill. At night, Six sneakily opens a chewing gum to eat, which is not allowed in the house as per Claire. Claire explicitly mentioned it in the first meeting. Claire collapses and Six rushes her to the hospital. The doctors save her. After this, Six and Claire talk about how Fitz is the closest thing they both have to a family, which makes the two of them family by extension. Claire plays Silverbird on the record. Some guy attacks the house and Six fights him off to the tunes of Silverbird with a flashlight in one hand and gun in the other. In the exterior wide shot of the house, we see the flashlight disco lighting in the dark as Six fights. I love this shot so much. Claire figures there's a fight going on. She checks with Six if he's okay and he says, it's just another Thursday. The music fades as Claire closes the door of her room. Back to the present day in Vienna, Six gets off the train. Very Black Widow-like scene where he tries to blend with the crowd. Six collects a bag of supplies and heads to a dry cleaner mentioned in the diary. The dry cleaner's name is Laszlo Sosa, played by Wagner Mora. I knew he looked familiar. When Six cleans up, we see his chiseled physique and a clearer look at his scars. 
One of the scars is on his wrist, which looks like someone stubbed a cigar. I instantly knew he came from an abusive home. We see a quick flash cut of his abusive father inflicting pain on him. Six wants to know if the system is secure and wants a serial number from the name. When he finds it, he writes it down on his palm. Laszlo traps Six in an underground well-like bunker. At the Berlin CIA station, Carmichael tries to pin the mission's failure on Six and Miranda by harassing her. He stops the interrogation midway to insult her further off the record. Carmichael tries very hard to manipulate Miranda into giving up Six. My favorite line of hers is, Remove yourself from my personal space, please. She adds, please, but I am never going to do that. When Carmichael gets a message that Six is in Vienna, Miranda notices it in Carmichael's spectacles reflection. Miranda is asked to stick around in the building. Six uses his resources from the supply bag to build a DIY bomb. Six's well bunker fills up with water. He sets the bomb at the top swims to the bottom and pulls the trigger with the string attached to the gun. The bomb explodes. Six gets out of the well. He fights Lloyd's guys with one half of the pair of scissors. Lloyd catches hold of Six and pepper sprays him in the eye. Lloyd addresses Six as Sunshine and Six realizes it's Lloyd. But Lloyd still asks, What gave it away? The white pants, the trash stash, it just leans Lloyd. When Lloyd asks for the USB drive, Six pulls the pin from the bomb. Lloyd says, Ballsy! And both of them jump off the two different windows. Six now walks with one shoe. Lloyd catches up to him and shoots a warning shot. Six asks what's Lloyd's shoe size. That's because Six is constantly exchanging same-size clothes and shoes with people. Lloyd gets tranquilized in the ass. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. Lloyd does a Samuel L. Jackson and faints. Six estimates that Lloyd's shoe size is an 11. Six realizes it's Miranda who tranquilized Lloyd's ass. Miranda asks, who is this lunatic? Miranda urges Six to come with her. Six refuses, but Miranda is not messing around. Six takes Lloyd's shoes for himself and Miranda shoves Six in the car's trunk. When Six doesn't comply, Miranda tranquilizes him too. In Croatia, Zaburka Castle, Lloyd is wearing slippers and walking funny. Because he got shot in the ass, Susan. Miranda is doing this because she's under the impression that Six's testimony will clear her name and not besmirch her career. Six justifies his actions. We now learn that Six sent the USB drive to Margaret Cahill in Prague. Lloyd applies lip balm in the background. Lloyd figures out that the package was sent to Prague. Lloyd pulls out Fitzroy's nails without breaking a sweat. In Prague, Margaret Cahill is breathing with the help of an oxygen mask. She received the mail and decrypted the file. She even offers Six her bulletproof and loaded car. Six spots Lloyd's men outside the window and ducks for cover along with Margaret. Lloyd's men spray bullets incessantly. Miranda safeguards the car keys. Margaret shows Six the secret passage to walk out and closes the door behind him. Six manages to get out, but as soon as he's about to go the front door to save Margaret, she blows up the place. Prague police arrives at the scene. Six fights them off and runs through the streets while the police chases after him. Six bumps into a speeding car and that's when the police handcuff him. 
The police take him to the square and handcuff him to the bench while they wait for the SWAT team. What unravels now is how you escalate an action sequence. Six notices a red truck. He suggests the cops clear the square so the civilians won't get hurt in the crossfire. A tram comes in the way of the truck. Six uses this opportunity to steal the cop's gun and fires in the air. People start to disperse. Lloyd's Alpha team fires at Six in the square. The cops get hit and Six jumps to the other side of the bench to take cover. Six tries to get his hands on the cop's gun. Six shoots a couple of Lloyd's men and runs out of bullets. He waits. In the meantime, the Bravo team arrives. Lloyd is running out of patience because he wants them to shoot the guy handcuffed to the bench. He wonders how hard could that be. So hard. Suzanne is flipping out. She wants this all stopped. Lloyd says, extra 10 million to the first guy to put a bullet in this Kendall's brain. This Kendall reference for Ryan Gosling is gold because he's playing Ken in Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Six throws a bomb at the Alpha team. He manages to put together a gun and some bullets, dragging the dead police guys around him. He first shoots at the van approaching the square, then at his handcuffs and then he escapes. The tram arrives and rings its bell. Of course Six is on that tram. He shoots the men from the Alpha team one by one and grabs one of their shields. Very Captain America-like of the Russo brothers. The Delta team is now in pursuit of Six. Right on cue, Miranda arrives in the car. She deflects the Delta team vehicle. Six shoots most of Lloyd's men on the tram except for one. As Six is about to jump onto Miranda's car, a new Delta vehicle appears in front and shoots. Six gets on top of the tram and runs to the front. The Delta vehicle guy fires a shot that creates an all-black smoke. When the tram passes by the glass shopping windows, Six uses its reflection to take out Lloyd's men. Miranda ramps her car into the Delta vehicle guy. Six runs toward the back of the tram and the tram skids and crashes into the shopping windows. It's a high-octane action sequence where Six barely makes it out alive. Six enters Miranda's car and Miranda drives away. In Croatia, Susan says this is quite possibly the most spectacular failure. It definitely is one of the most spectacular action sequence, Susan. This definitely should be taught in film schools on how to escalate an action sequence and execute it well within the suspension of disbelief space. Lone Wolf, played by Dhanush, is online, tracking the target and en route to retrieve the asset. Miranda stops to check if Six is hurt. Six says, I mean, my ego is a little bruised. I would like the opportunity to save you at some point. Not that I want you to be in danger so I can save you. This right here is a modern day hero. Take notes and learn from him. Miranda wants to find the kid. They get into a hospital and steal the keycard from the reception. They track the pacemaker and discover that she's in Croatia. Lone Wolf enters the hospital. He stabs Six right in his palm, fights Miranda and Six together and steals the USB drive. The only way Six manages to get an upper hand on Lone Wolf is when he uses the defibrillator on him. It sends jolts of electricity to Lone Wolf's body and destabilizes him. But Lone Wolf still comes out on top like the cherry on the cake. Lone Wolf manages to escape the police outside the hospital. Of course, there's the whole bit about you never throw a loaded gun. Six needs immediate medical attention. He jokes about how Lone Wolf missed his liver and kidney. 
amateur. Miranda asks why Six went to prison and I immediately knew he would say he killed his abusive father. What I didn't know was that he had a brother and he killed his abusive father to save his brother. Simple and effective backstory. In Croatia, Claire inquires if Six is coming to their rescue and Fitzroy says if he can walk, he's coming through those double doors. Lone Wolf arrives at the castle and we see the entire security set up. He hands over the USB drive to Lloyd. Lloyd is peak cocky in this moment and rubs it in Susan's face that he did her job better than her for her. Lone Wolf is with his prayer beads just like his introduction flash. You know he's a religious man. When he learns about the girl, he contemplates whether he's on the right side of things. Miranda takes all the big guns and weapons and runs into the castle, guns blazing literally, blowing up stuff on her way like it's the 4th of July. She's the diversion no one sees coming. Lloyd assumes it's six. Six enters the room on his two feet to rescue the Fitzroys. When Lloyd realizes it's a diversion, he runs back to the Fitzroy's room. Of course, they have escaped. Lloyd yells at his own dead men, morons, and shoots at them again. Susan notices the heat signature on the monitor and realizes they are going to get blown up. Fitzroy gets shot. Claire doesn't want to leave her old uncle behind. Fitzroy insists that Six take Claire away. Claire and Six jump into the water. Lone Wolf secures the USB drive. Fitzroy blows up the hand grenade, but Lloyd escapes the explosion unscathed and jumps into the water. Lone Wolf and Miranda fight each other. Do they not know they are on the same side now? When Lone Wolf realizes it's Miranda, he hands over the USB drive saying, these are not honorable people. Yes, whoever kills kids to further their cause are not honorable. That's villainous 101. Six notices a car approaching and makes Claire hide in the boat. Lloyd rushes to fight Six. Claire finds a flare gun. I hope they wrote the same sentence in the script. There's a nice ring to it. Alliteration ring. Claire shoots Lloyd in the back with a flare gun and Six shoots Lloyd in the palm at point-blank range. Lloyd pretend begs Claire and I'm like, come on Lloyd, you're gonna have to try harder than that to convince me that you're hurting. Lloyd captures Claire and drags her to the maze. The smart kid that Claire is, she makes enough noise with her toes for Six to figure where she is. Lloyd removes his shoelaces and ties up his injured fingers. Claire even yells for Six at one point in time to draw his attention. Miranda is upstairs in the castle and has a clear view of the maze and Lloyd from the window. Six finds Lloyd and Claire by the fountain. Lloyd states he's not hesitant to kill a child. Lloyd thinks Six and him are the same, apart from his childish sense of morality and his $8 haircut. Six doesn't want Miranda to shoot Lloyd. Instead, he wants her to take Claire to safety. Claire refuses to leave, but Six reminds her, it's just another Thursday. She turns to leave, stops in her tracks, takes a beat and says, kick his ass, that's America's ass. The sun rises over the fountain as the two have a hand-to-hand -hand combat. Lloyd brings out the knife and makes our hero bleed, stabbing him everywhere possible. When Lloyd holds Six underwater, Six gets a flash of his abusive father doing the same. In a way, both Lloyd and Six's abusive father loved to inflict pain. Six manages to get out of the water and puts Lloyd in a deadlock. 
Susan shoots Lloyd in the chest and six in the leg when he asks who she is. Susan offers a deal for the kid's safety in exchange for Six's compliance. Six is taken to the emergency room. Susan gets her hands on the USB drive. Two weeks later in Washington, D.C., Six is lying in the hospital bed with security outside. The tradition continues with Joe Russo playing a character in his movie. After their testimonies, the chief lets go of Carmichael, Suzanne and Miranda with a warning. Carmichael destroys the USB drive. Carmichael compliments Miranda on her compliance. Miranda threatens him that if anything happens to Claire Fitzroy, the deal is off. I will come for you. Claire is being held in a safe house in Virginia. She opens the carton and finds the silver bird record. When Carmichael and Suzanne visit the hospital, they realize that Six has escaped. Claire finishes lunch and returns to her room. She finds the back door open and the silver bird record on the lamp with the note, Play me loud. She plays the record loud, covers her ears and sits. Six enters the room and asks if he's allowed to chew bubblegum in here. Six chewed gum and kicked ass in the entire movie. Six takes Claire along with him and they escape. This is not a love letter to the Russo brothers' work. My love letter to the Russo brothers' work will be a four-part pod episode, including Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. Until then, you can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, I'll soon be launching the awesome pod mix page on Patreon, and you can support me there. Thanks for listening.